Hello, and welcome to Ballistic Performance Radio. This is your one-stop shop for all things nutrition, fitness, and mindset. Our goal is to help you make fitness and nutrition a part of your life, not your whole life. We discuss a variety of topics, including faith, self-awareness, sustainability and consistency, training programs, grocery store navigation, and how to enjoy your favorite foods without guilt or remorse. There is a lot of noise out there in the world of health and fitness, so we're here to provide real, reliable, and practical answers and recommendations that will keep you moving forward on your journey. My wife Ashley and I are your hosts, and please do not hesitate to reach out on social media to say hello, ask questions, or comment on this week's episode. So without further ado, let's get into the podcast. Right, we are back. This is episode 114, and I am here with Ash. I am no longer by myself. I think it's been three or four consecutive weeks now where I've been no, solo. No, Bridget came on two weeks ago. Okay, besides Bridget, besides Bridget, I've been rolling solo, so I'm glad to have you back, honey. And today we are talking what? Stress slash emotional eating. Mm, interesting. Okay, let's just dive right headfirst into it. Okay. Yeah, so it's one of my favorite topics. Um, I, If you follow us on social media, you probably saw I put out a few posts last week about this. But the idea, it was really inspired because a friend texted me um, and asked how she can stop emotional, e- emotional eating slash like stress eating, whatever you want to call it. And her goal is to lose weight, but she's finding herself in like a vicious cycle of doing great throughout the day or for a few days. And then something comes up at work, something like triggers her. She, it's stressful. It doesn't go as planned. And she literally heads straight for her pantry and goes for like comfort food when she gets home on those days. And this is a very common topic like or not topic but common challenge with individuals um most of my clients we talk about it at least once in their journey um i know personally i have had to overcome it i don't have you do you stress or emotional eat you, I'm a robot. You're, yeah you're pretty good at just <laughs> shutting off your emotions yeah if i want bad food i eat it if i don't i don't you don't think it's ever revolved around stress not or emotion one. not once <laughs> okay now i want to know <laughs> <laughs> our listeners if you're like derek can you please send me a message like I, I don't know one other person that has never emotional stress to me it's, they just don't correlate to me when i'm stressed i don't think about food whatsoever when i'm stressed i just think about okay i gotta get more work done right now mm-hmm. no i could see that i guess everyone deals with stress differently um some individuals have zero hunger and then they end up not eating where some turn to like their quote-unquote comfort foods but i don't think it's necessarily just stress so it's like when you're bored when you're grieving when you're sad when you're angry have you ever like 
Yeah, I was gonna say, have you ever like felt any of those? But like, I have think, you ever like ate because you were bored? I think back in college, I smashed a few large pizzas when I was bored. Yes. Okay. Now I like feel a little less concerned for you. <laughs> um. Sorry, I I got distracted there for a second. Um. But I want to start off by saying, like, it's understandable that we do turn to food for comfort when we are stressed, when we are bored, when we are grieving, sad, angry, all of those emotions, because eating, it does typically feel good. So when you stress eat, you're using food to solve a problem, honestly. And the problem is food can't solve the actual problem that you're having, right? And that's where people get into that vicious cycle so I wanted to address other possible reasons for stress eating so um, that you can keep an eye out and maybe this is you so maybe you are eating too long or eating waiting too long without eating during the day Um, sometimes you get to the point where you're like all right give me anything and everything right this second hangry hangry Ashley that's a scary animal. <laughs> I like to describe Don't it even. as a grizzly bear <laughs> or a wolverine. Because if you've ever seen a wolverine in the wild, they're dangerous. Um, another reason that you could be stress eating is just that you're under eating in general. Uh, maybe you're not eating big enough meals. Or another common thing that I see is you just finished like an extremely restrictive diet where you had to follow all of these rules and restrictions and you just again you are in that mindset of all right this is over now I want everything and anything possible um so just keep an eye out for those now there is what I would consider like a three-step process that I take individuals through and that's what we're going to be talking for the majority of today about um and it's really just to help you uh, navigate if you uh, like are stress eating. So step, anything to add before I get into the steps? No, I just want to know what step one is. Okay. So step one, it's basically just developing awareness around what triggers your overeating. So our brains, they love patterns. Like many of our thoughts, our emotions, and our actions are actually like on autopilot. They're a part of sequences that our brains have known for years of practice. And so sometimes in the presence of a trigger, your brain basically dictates a given behavior. And for example, I'll continue with the work and the stress eating example, because I think a lot of you can relate to that. But um, if you have the trigger of something going on, wrong at work, your your boss is mad, that is going to dictate stress eating for you if that is a common pattern that you experience. Um, and then when that happens, this might sound crazy to some of you, but I want you to give yourself permission to overeat. It is going to feel crazy at first. You're going to feel like it's counterintuitive. But I want you to view it as a learning experience. And then the next time that you have the urge to stress eat, literally treat it as an experiment. I literally want you to write down what happens and how you feel before, during, and after stress eating. Now, an important note to, 
make here is do your best. And this is really, really important that you are non-judgmental towards yourself when you are doing this. Again, think of it as you're a scientist. It's an experiment and you are only collecting data. That is all it is. Um, It is not meant to be like it's not meant to be there as oh now I know I'm going to beat myself up over it every single time it happens no it is literally increasing our awareness so that we can possibly figure out our triggers if we don't already know them um and the other I again how I said like it's going to sound crazy to give yourself permission but oftentimes when you're quote-unquote allowed to do something so let's say you're allowed to overeat it doesn't feel as urgent. And then afterward, literally, all you have to do is review your notes. What do you know? What do you notice? What patterns, what trends are you noticing? And this also kind of goes into um, the same lines of like how I mentioned it doesn't feel as urgent. It's like when you are in a diet, when you're in a deficit and you tell yourself you can't have the Reese's. I just ate one. That's what makes me think of a Reese's. You can't have the Reese's. I can almost guarantee you, you are going to think about a Reese's all day, every day, because you're telling yourself that you can't have it. It's just how our, the human brain, brain works. And so if you tell yourself like, okay, you're allowed to overeat, you're less likely to actually do it. Um, so I wanted to throw that out there, give you another example as well. Um, Now, with going back to like what I said about noticing, is it always after something bad happens at work? Is it is a certain individual always involved, like a coworker, a boss? Are you always in a specific location? Are you always in your office? Are you always in the break room? Um, How are you feeling? Are you exhausted? Did you get a poor night's sleep? Are you sad? Are you physically crying? Ask yourself literally as many questions as possible. And again, it's going to take some time, but I do want you to write it down because that's going to increase that awareness even more. So that's step one. Basically, those are steps to increase your awareness. Okay. So if we had to summarize all of step one, it's essentially bring awareness through observation. Yeah, absolutely. Boom. Yeah, absolutely. Um, now step two, basically it's creating a game plan. So pick something to do before you stress eat. So it's kind of funny because we talk about how habit stacking so often with our clients and ha- all habit stacking is, is doing like pairing something that you already do with something that you want to do. So for example, you brush your teeth. Well, I want to work on my um like myofascial release of my feet so I'm gonna literally do the lacrosse ball on the bottom of my feet while I'm brushing my teeth all you're doing is pairing it up I always use that example because that's what I do I was just gonna say I love how that's your go-to example that's I feel like most people are just like what the fuck is wrong with you? well what's your go-to example if I had to pick one I would say like if you read like your devote or if you listen to a podcast normally Listen to the podcast when walking. Okay, Uh, okay. The podcast industry is humongous. 
There's a lot of people. Most of my clients do not listen to podcasts. Oh, they're the few and far between then. Really? Okay. That's another thing I want to There's a reason Joe Rogan makes $100 million. Well, actually, our listeners should listen to podcasts if they're (laughs) hearing us right now. It's okay. I had a client message me today and said, I tried to listen to the podcast you recommended. The audio was terrible. Now, I don't listen to your podcast, but (laughs) and I'm like, oh, perfect. (laughs) Oh, that's nice. Slash the audio is not terrible. Not our audio. I know. The podcast that I recommended, I listened to the whole thing. I don't know. It's just the feedback I received. That's not true. Okay. Anyways, um, did I say step two? Yes. Okay. The habit stacking. So pick something to do before you stress eat. Obviously, it's typically helpful to pick actions that line up with your goals and values. So a few examples could be taking three deep breaths before you stress eat. Drinking a big glass of water, literally mentally check for actual signs of hunger. So like, is your stomach growling or do you just want food? Um, you, if you have a dog, you can play with your dog for like five minutes. You could go for a short walk, like a really short walk. Just get out of the house. You could go stand outside for two minutes, just intentionally doing something to bring that awareness that you are about to choose to stress eat. Um, one note here, I want you to make sure that the action is very easy to do. Uh, write out a few ideas of what you plan to do before stress eating. Yes. I actually want you to write it out and I want you to post that everywhere. Not, not everywhere. That's an exaggeration. Post it in your kitchen. That way you visually see it before engaging in the behavior And it's going to remind you to do that other thing first. Again, making you pause and considering that choice. Anything for step two? To sum it up, create a routine. Uh, I'd honestly say break the routine because you're in the routine. You have the habit of automatically stress routine. Throw a wrench into the routine. Yeah. Boom. To create a new routine? Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> throw a wrench in the system to fuck the system up so you can make a new system <laughs> okay i think that's as many words as i said the whole time <laughs> um okay the third and final step this one's gonna sound a little woo-woo but i promise it is so important all right let's hear it all righty so step three is show yourself self so show yourself compassion. Typically, when people stress eat, they have a lot of negative self-talk running through their heads. Like, oh, I suck for doing this again. I'm never going to achieve my weight loss goals because of because I'm doing this. Um, I just had to do this again, didn't I? Um, those are like the main ones that I've heard and that I've told myself in the past. And the crazy thing is there is literal evidence that negative self-talk, it signals for your brain to release dopamine. So dopamine is involved in habit formation and addiction. So negative self-talk, it often leads to stress eating, then feeling bad about it. And then that's what creates that vicious cycle that's hard to break. So I want to, I want you to continue to remind yourself that you're not alone. So many individuals tend to stress eat besides Derek <laughs> and 
you're using this opportunity to learn about yourself, bring, bring awareness to, to it, and then you will overcome it. Love it. What's your recap for step three? Step three. You will overcome it. <laughs> Empathy, persistence, grit. <laughs> Mic drop. You don't think that's a good summarization? No, I do. I thought you, I, I couldn't tell if you were done. Well, I was done. I wanted to hear your reaction. <laughs> silence. <laughs> yeah, so it wasn't very good. No, I thought that was good. Also, I'm not sure if self-compassion is a word. We're going to have to look that up after this. I mean, I use Grammarly and the, it put that as self-compassion. I don't always trust Grammarly, though. Really? I don't know. I mean, does my anybody... writing has tenfolded. Is that, does that make sense? Has tenfolded. <laughs> has improved using... tenfold. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so <laughs> as you can tell by her her speech, Grammarly is necessary, but maybe I think self compassion is a word, but I don't. It wouldn't be make sense how I used it. Show yourself self compassion, like that's that's a lot. That's a lot of selfs yeah. next to next, right? Like back to back. <laughs> right. I also think you can get away with making any word a word by putting a hyphen in it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I think you can. I'm gonna literally... start doing that. Hi, what's up? just hyphen between it. <laughs> no you don't understand <laughs> keep, keep grammarly <laughs> like self-talk yeah like self-talk like because a hyphen normally indicates that the word that leads is describing the the adjective or not the adjective the noun that follows so like self-talk mm, so know what a noun is we might need to just edit out this whole back app after i said my summarization and you didn't speak we might cut it right there because the fact that you don't know what a noun is is concerning i do i was kidding what's a noun i don't know i don't don't put me on the spot it's a person thing yes object and then I swear on like Nickelodeon, it was like verb, not verb. Uh, what's it's what you do? That's a verb. <laughs> oh yeah, it wasn't that like a commercial? <laughs> it was like a saying. A verb, yeah. it's what you do. Yeah, that was a saying. That's the only reason I know it. <laughs> I'm concerned. This is okay. why we need Grammarly, folks. Yeah. Okay, getting way <laughs> off track. All right, so let's summarize it. Step one was silence. <laughs> Silence. Developing. I I was trying to think of what you said, but developing awareness. Step two. Is game plan. Step three. Or I don't even like game plan. Can we say breaking the habit? Sure. Okay. Step three. (laughs) Show yourself self-compassion. AKA just compassion. (laughs) AKA Grammarly for the win. All right. I think that about wraps it up. Hopefully you're able to take something out of the episode and apply it to the potential habits you have surrounding stress eating, overeating, eating through boredom or due to boredom, et cetera. And you're able to break the habit as Ash just said. So if you enjoyed this episode, please reach out to us, send us a DM, let us know what your biggest takeaway was. You can even shoot us an email if you're into that. And let us know if there are any other topics that you want to hear on the podcast because we are always looking for ideas and recommendations from our listeners, from our clients, so that we can bring you even more value. Until next time, we hope you have a fantastic week. Bye, y'all.
Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Whether this is your first time tuning in or if you're here with us each and every week, Ash and I just want to take a moment to express our thanks and gratitude. We are so incredibly blessed to have your support and we could not continue to show up week in and week out if it were not for you. If you enjoy what you hear in this channel, please head over to Apple Podcasts, leave a five-star rating, leave a review in there as well. That is how we reach more people and change more lives through the platform. Lastly, if you don't follow us across all of our other social media accounts, you can find us on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, and YouTube. Our handles are either ballistic.performance or ballistic performance across all of those platforms. Or you can check us out online at trainballistic.com. Again, we appreciate and love you so much, and we hope you have a fantastic week.